Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Okay, continuing now in the Rambam, Mishnah Torah, in the Laws of Blessings, and we're about to begin chapter 10. And chapter 10 is in the Chayenu book, which we use here, page 78. Moving right along, other blessings and many other objects, or other expressions, statements that don't have an opening or a closing. Our sages ordained in a manner of expressing thanks and praise to Hashem. For example, Shekvar Ksabnum, prayer related blessings which we've already covered. There are many others in addition to prayer. The Eluhain, and these are them. Habayna Bayes Chodosh, if somebody builds a new house. Vakayna Kalem Chadoshim, and if somebody buys new major articles. Bain Yeshle Kayetzuban, whether he has others similar to them. Ben Ein Loyari doesn't have. Mevorich, he makes a blessing. Shechionu. Barachato Hashem Elokeinu Melech Oilam. Shechionu v'kimonu v'higionu lezman hazeh. We thank God who allowed us to live, <coughs> sustained us, and allowed us to reach this time, the Shechionu blessing. And again, we don't practice halacha from learning the Rambam. It evolves through the various codifiers. But the Shechionu blessing for purchasing new articles should be something that in that culture is a major article. Too, similarly speaking, if somebody sees a very dear friend of his with whom he's connected soul to soul, and he hasn't seen him for 30 days, he makes a blessing, Shechionu thanking God for allowing him to see his very good friend. And there is some discussion as to whether this pertains today when we have constant contact. We have smartphones and we have video phones and we got all kinds of stuff. So even if you haven't seen somebody for 30 days, you didn't lose contact. Once upon a time, the guy is gone, he's gone. So there is discussion here. But if you didn't see somebody for a year, 12 months. Blessed are you, Hashem, who resurrects the dead, because as far as you're concerned, he might have been dead. For example, this blessing, I've heard said, when people saw people after they were locked behind the Iron Curtain in the former Soviet Union of blessed memory, and suddenly they see someone, they were never sure whether they would see them again, they figured they might be killed or what have you. That's a real cause for this blessing. If somebody sees a fruit which is seasonal, when he sees and enjoys this fruit for the first time that season, we have the Shechiyonu, which is the fruit blessing for Shechiyonu. Very often when we're unsure as to whether we should make the Shechiyonu or not, we have a new fruit. What if he hears good news? Good news also 
requires a blessing, favorable tidings. I guess you heard that your stock market portfolio just tripled. That's good news. Mevorechi makes a blessing. Thanking God for bringing me good, who is good and does good. If he heard bad news, he makes a blessing. Blessed be the true judge. Meaning, even though something just terrible just happened, for example, for death, we make this blessing. We still declare that Hashem judges, and we rely that Hashem knows what He's doing, even though to us it doesn't seem like that's what it is. A person has to make a blessing for undesirable circumstances with a positive spirit. Just as he makes a blessing for good with joy. As it says, God, your God, etc. So our sages say, Whatever attribute God deals to you, you have to accept it all with joy. And as part of this great love that we are commanded to feel and express, that even when things are tough and things do not feel so good, you should praise Hashem with joy. On the uh, lighter side, or perhaps not so lighter side, there's the beautiful story of the students in the old country who were studying this law with their rabbi. And the rabbi taught them that no matter what happens, you have to say thanks to God, and it has to be with the same positive mood. And this is actually based on a Mishnah and based in the Gemara. So one day... The rabbi's warehouses, everything he owned, were burned to the ground and he lost everything. So they came to the rabbi and they said, Rabbi, is it true that, the, that uh, when we lose something and we lose everything, we have to make a blessing, thanking God for this calamity just as we would if a good thing happened? He says, absolutely. How could you even question that? That's what the Gemara says. He says, but, but how could that be? He says, what do you mean, how could it be? If the Talmud says it, it is. So he says, okay, Rabbi, we're here to tell you that you lost everything. Everything you owned is now gone. Are you ready to make the blessing with joy? He says, no. They said, what happened? The, the Talmud, the Gemara says. You, told, you said if the Gemara says it is. He said, suddenly I don't understand this Gemara. So it's very nice to speak in hypothetical, scholarly, abstract terms. But chas shalom, God forbid, when it hits home, it's not an easy thing to do. Nevertheless, we are commanded to toughen up and do it. May we never be tested. Dalid. Here's good news. Even though the good news might lead to tough circumstances, to be still makes the blessing for good news. He brings an example here. That there was a decree in Roman times that when somebody found a precious lost object and uh, he wouldn't give it to the government, he would pay an exorbitant fine, which would teach him a lesson never to do that. So if somebody finds 
a very precious lost object, he makes the blessing for good news, even though it might lead to an exorbitant fine. But for now, it's good news. Similarly speaking, if a bad thing happens, you heard bad news. Even though it appears that this bad news will ultimately bring good news, he blesses, he makes the blessing because right now it's bad news. For example, if his field gets inundated with rainwater, it gets flooded, and he loses the crop, that's bad news. But the good news is, is that for him the drought is over and his soil has now been irrigated thoroughly. Because the blessings we make are not upon what would be, what will be, but what is. If it's good news now, it's good news. If it's bad news now, it's bad news. If a person had an abundance of rain and this section is discussed at great length in the Tractatanis, fast days where it talks about famine and drought and all that stuff. If he has a field, he says, If he and others have fields, he who is good and does good, because it affects many. But if he doesn't have a field, he makes a blessing. We thank you. Hashem Elokeinu, God our God, I'll call Tipa, with Tipa, Sheiradatalana, for every drop of rain that you bring down to us, Ve'ilo, Fino, Mole, if our mouths were large and full, we would never be able to praise you enough, Ad Hein Hein Yedu, V'yashapcho, V'yaporo, V'yvorcho, Eshimcha, Malkeinu, Baruch Ato Hashem, Keo, Reiv, Ha'edais, V'atishbachas, blessed are you God, who is worthy of great thanksgiving, and this is the bracha, Brought down in halacha. Six. When do we start making the blessing for rain? Mishir b'hamayim alaris. When the rain becomes abundant and it collects on the earth. Vialo ababois min amater apne amayim and bubbles begin to form. Viacha ababois zelikrazan. The bubbles will greet one another like a groom greets the bride. Zayin. Here's an interesting law. Amrulei meis avivirashu. What if somebody? Is told your father died and he left you a big inheritance. You know, as I always say, misers make great ancestors. <laughs> so they said your father died and he left you a billion dollars. Now, this is bad news and good news. The bad news is his father died, the good news is he's not worth a billion dollars. He doesn't know whether to laugh or to cry. If he has brothers, then first he makes the bracha for the bad news. Blessed be the true judge. His father died. And then immediately makes a blessing who is good and who does good because he's now rich. I'm rich. But if he has no brothers, he makes a blessing because it affects only him. Ktsorei Shodavar, or Kotsrei Shodavar, bottom line, called Varteva Shilevelachedim, any good thing which affects him and others, Mevarechateva Ametiv, he makes the blessing, who is good and who does good, because it affects general population, others, brothers, or what have you. But Teva Shilevelavade, something that happens only for him, Mevarechim makes a blessing, Shechiyonu. Now comes the general blessing 
of Gomel. In our culture, people walk up to the Torah after Kaddish and they say, Gomel, Arba, Tzrichen, Lahoydes. Four categories of people must offer thanks to Hashem. And the allusion for that is in the thank you prayer, the next to the last blessing of the Amida. Vechol hachayim yoducha sela. All those who live will praise you eternally. The word chayim stands for. Chayim stands for. We have somebody in our class, chayim. Chayim stands for chola yesurim yam midbor. The causes of the obligation to pray Hashem, someone who survived chola illness, God forbid, serious illness. Included in that we have serious surgery where general anesthesia was used. Yesurim, sufferings, and there's the greatest suffering in halacha is God forbid when somebody was arrested and imprisoned. Yam, when somebody crosses the sea, somebody takes a cruise in the love boat. Yam, crossing the sea, the dangers of the sea, and nowadays taking an overseas flight on a plane or jet is by most authorities included in that. And Midbar, someone who takes a potentially dangerous journey, going specifically through a desert, Midbar is a desert, or other dangerous venue. Continuing in the, that's Chaim, Chole, Yesurim, Yam, Midbar, illness, prison, sea, desert. A sick person who has become healed, who has recovered. The person who was imprisoned, who was liberated. And people who descend into the deep seas. When they come forth. And travelers. When they reach settlement cities. When they reach a city. And again, in particular, we talk about desert. But here he talks about general Traveling who are not in a organized community. There isn't even a 7-Eleven. We have to say thanks before 10. You need a minion. It's better if two of the minion are chachamim, are scholars. All of this, by the way, is based on the verses in chapter 107 of Psalms. Hodu Hashem Kitov, Chila Olam Chazdo, Yomru Giule Hashem. If you read and study chapter 107, you'll see that it goes through every one of these situations in a beautiful poetic way. By the way, I do want to point out that in many cultures, included also in the Chabad custom, printed in the Chabad Siddur, many others, ordained by the saintly Baal Shem Tov, we recite chapter 107 prior to the Mincha service, Erev Shabbat, just prior to Shabbat. In our culture, it's Hodu, followed by Patach Eliyahu, Hodu and Posach Eliyahu. Why do we recite chapter 107 on Friday afternoon? The Baal Shem Tev ordained, recite it because you made it through the week. <laughs> Say thank you to Hashem that nothing happened to you this week, that you survived the week. And that is such a beautiful expression of, 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 of thanks and appreciation to Hashem.
I think I lost my place. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so it says in the Posik, Shanamar, Vyiremimuhu Bikalom, Ubameshev Skanim Yahalu, in that 107, it says, they will exalt him in the congregation of the people, they will praise him in the seat of the elders. So that's the idea of saying it in a congregational setting in a minion. How does he give thanks? And what does he say? He stands amongst the people and makes a blessing. In the Chabad version, it's Shegamalani Tov. In others, it's Shegamalani Kol Tov. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who bestows benefits upon the culpable, who has bestowed all goodness upon me. In other words, God miraculously saved me from potential disaster, even though I'm a very imperfect human being. You only say that if you are an imperfect human being. The Chol Hashem in Emrim and all the listeners say, Shegemol Chotev, Hu Yigemol Chosela, or in our version, Mi Shegemol Chotev, Hu Yigemol Chotev Sela. That he who granted you good should always grant good upon you. And this is the famous Gomel blessing. In nine, we continue. If somebody sees a place where miracles were done for the Jewish people, he crosses the sea. The Red Sea, where the Jewish people crossed the Jordan into Israel with Joshua, where the Jordan split as well. Amen. He makes a blessing. Who made miracles for our forefathers at this spot? The same is for any place where a miracle was done to the many. A place where a miracle was done for an individual. That individual, or B'nai or his son, or Ben B'nai or his grandson, makes the blessing. Made a miracle, a miracle for me in this place. Made a miracle for my father or grandfather or forefathers in this place. If somebody sees the lion's pit, the furnace of fire, where Meshach, Shadrach, and Abadnege, Hananya, Mishal, and Azariah were cast into in Babylon. He says the blessing, who made a miracle for the righteous, in this place. What if he sees a place of idolatrous practice? Why make a blessing when you see a place of idolatrous practice? So this is the theme of much of Hasidus and Tanya, and that is that the fact that God can energize a place and a practice which is forbidden by Him is amazing. The contraction and concealment of God's divine energy. Look, God can create a world and sustain it which even denies Him. God can sustain idolatry. That's the rationale for this blessing. What blessing do we make? Blessed are you God, our God, King of the universe, who grants patience for those who transgress His will, praising God for His patience. You know, human beings are not too good with people who transgress their will. 
They blow up. If he finds an idolatrous place where the idolatry has been uprooted and gone, if it's in the Holy Land of Israel, blessed and thanks to you, Hashem, who uproots idolatrous practice from our land. And if it's outside of Israel, Remember that idolatry is forbidden for all human beings. There are many, many laws which are for akum, idolatrous people, people who practice idolatry. It's forbidden. Violates one of the seven Noahide laws. And for both Israel or the diaspora, the removal of idolatry, one says, Kishem Shakarta, just as you uprooted from this locale, King Takram became so also. May you uproot it from every locale, but Tashivlev, Evdeem, La Ovdecha. And may you restore the heart of those that serve these idols to serve you, Hashem. <clears throat> one who sees the homes of one's fellow Jews in a state of Solidity, settlement, in a solid state. He makes a blessing. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who establishes the border of the widow, because the Jewish people are considered the widow in their marriage to Hashem. Hashem exiled us, and now we see that we are living in comfort, and security. Bechorbon, on the, on the other hand, if he sees devastation and destruction of Jewish communities, he says, Baruch Dayanemis, the same blessing one says when one encounters the death of a close one. If somebody sees the grave of fellow Jews, and this blessing is in the book that we say when we go to the Ohel of Tzaddik, in the Maneloshan. As you walk into a cemetery, if you haven't been in any cemetery for 30 days, you have to make a blessing. What's the blessing? Blessed are you, God, our God, King of the universe, who formed you and created you justly, and judged you with justice, sustained you with justice, and Ended your lives with justice. And will resurrect you with justice in the period of the world to come. Baruch Hashem. Blessed are you, Hashem. Who resurrects the dead. This is one of the 13 principles of faith. That there will come a time <clears throat> following the coming of Mashiach when the dead will be resurrected. And that's the blessing we make when we walk into a cemetery. Eleven, if somebody sees 600,000 people or more at once, if they're idolaters, that's not a good thing. You've got a lot of idolaters. Aimer, he says, So he has here a quote. He says, quoting Jeremiah, your mother shall be greatly ashamed. She that bore you will be disgraced. Behold, the ultimate fate of the idolaters will be an arid wilderness and a desolate land. This is the statement we make when we see 600,000 or more idolaters. 
But if they are fellow Jews, if in Israel, blessed are you, etc., the wise who know secrets, which means that Hashem is great if He can tolerate the differences between 600,000 or more people. Not everybody has to be the same. Diversity, diversion. There are 600,000 Jews. There are at least 600,000 opinions. Maybe more. If he sees scholars who are idolatrous, he says, who gave up his wisdom to humanity. And this is, I believe, also not for idolatrous, but in general for any type of non-Jew. He blesses Hashem for giving wisdom to human beings. Chachme Yisrael, but if they are God-fearing Jews, or if they are wise men of Jews, because we can definitively make a declaration that these fear Hashem. Malche Yisrael, if somebody sees kings of Israel, who gave up his glory and his strength to those who fear him. Malchay Yomasoilam, if he sees the king of the nations of the world, So these are not idolatrous, these are non Jews. Now, in a place where people have never seen these things, for example, there are certain places, and again, today the world is a very small place. There are certain places where people have never seen one of the following. If somebody sees a black person. They've never seen a black person. Yes, somebody sees someone who to them is strange looking. Their facial features are different. There's something different with their limbs. Something is not 100% or what have you. But different than everyone else in that culture. He makes a blessing. Who changes the forms of his creation? You have this creation, that creation, all kinds of creations. Horea Summa, if somebody, God forbid, if somebody, God forbid, is blind, a kitea, or God forbid, somebody loses a limb, and somebody sees a blind person, or a person with loss of limb, or Mukashkin, someone who's stricken with boils, or Behakonim or someone with white blotches on his skin and all kinds of physical deformities, Mevarechim makes a blessing, Baruch HaTashem HaKalam Blessed be the true judge, because it's sad, anything that evokes sadness and tragedy. But if they were born that way, Mevarech Meshana Sabrias, then it's just change, not what we're used to. Again, depends on the culture. He enumerates an elephant, a monkey, or an owl, which were unusual in that culture. Blessed be he who changes his creations. And, uh, or it could be the uniqueness of these animals. 13. If somebody sees good-looking or gorgeous people, I'm sorry, Good-looking or gorgeous creations. Vilonis Tevis are beautiful trees. Mevarech, he makes a blessing. Shekoch 
who makes his world like this, and that includes beautiful, good-looking people, Jews or non-Jews. This is a fairly famous, well-observed law. If somebody goes into the fields or the gardens in the days of Nisan, the early spring, and he sees budding trees, sprouting branches, he makes a blessing, who has nothing lacking in his world, and created wonderful creations, wonderful trees, and beautiful ones, in order to bring benefit to man. If somebody has, sees, encounters hurricane winds, lightning, thunder, a grinding sound, a rumbling from the earth, it sounds like large mills, or shooting stars, they look like they're falling stars or rushing from one place to the other. Or stars that appear to have a tail, like a comet. We're not talking about the detergent. And all of the above, he says, whose strength and power fills the earth. Or, alternatively, the same goes for an earthquake. If somebody sees mountains or hills, obviously he shouldn't say this blessing if he lives in the mountains or the hills. If somebody sees the ocean, or a desert, or rivers, if he doesn't usually see them. If at least 30 days have gone by from the time the last time he saw them, he says the bracha, or if you see the ocean intermittently, when you haven't seen it for at least 30 days, who made the great ocean. And if somebody sees a rainbow, makes a blessing. God created the rainbow following the flood as a sign that even when it rains, you should know that God will never destroy the earth as he did at the great flood. Now we'll make sense of the blessing. So remembers the covenant, a covenant I just mentioned. Who could be trusted, and keeps his word. So don't worry, the world is not going to be coming to an end. It's not uh, cataclysmic. If somebody sees the new moon, which happens monthly, and he brings the language here of Kiddush Levona. Blessed are you, God, our Lord, King of the universe, who created the heavens with his word and all their hosts with the breath of his mouth. He granted them a fixed law and schedule so that they should not alter their tasks. They rejoice and are glad to carry out the will of their creator. They are faithful servants whose work is righteous, and he instructed the moon to renew itself as a crown of glory to those who are born by him from the womb, who are des- destined to be similar renewed, similarly renewed 
and to glorify their creator for the name of the glory of his kingdom for all and for all he has created. Blessed are you, God, who renews the months. And the months were a special gift to the Jewish people. But this also tells us that life is cyclical. And the fact that we're down today will be up tomorrow. This blessing should be said standing as we do when we do the blessing, thanking Hashem for the new moon. Because anybody who recites the blessing for the new moon in a timely way, it's as if he receives the divine presence as we quote in the section of those blessings. If he does not make the blessing on the first possible opportunity... And the Rambam suggests that it could be even the first day of the month, but according to Kabbalah, it should not be made until the seventh day following the new moon. That's first opportunity. He can continue to say the blessing until after the moment when the moon is fullest which means entering into the 16th day of the lunar month. And in every calendar, synagogue calendar, you'll have the precise time of the expiration of the prayer for the new moon. 18. If somebody sees the sun on the day of the spring equinox, equinox at the beginning of the 28th year cycle, which begins on Wednesday night, and we had that... Uh, well, I don't want to give years here, but we, we have that every 28 years. <laughs> where the time, going back to creation, was the eve of the fourth day. When he sees it on the fourth day in the morning, he makes this blessing, and there's a whole gathering, and large crowds, and a celebration, and so on and so forth. So also, when the moon will reach the beginning of the zodiac constellation of Tle, which is the goat, Capricorn, at the beginning of the month, when it's not pointing to the north or the south, it won't point to the north or the south when any of the other five stars, which revolve in separate spheres, arrive at the beginning of the constellation Ple and do not point to the north or the south. Hebrew. Every time that the Mazel Tle will ascend to the eastern corner of the sky, I'll call Echad Me'ela for all of these. Mevorach, we have a similar blessing. Ose, Maase, or Ose Bereshis. 19. Oreya Bote Akum Biyashuvon. If somebody sees the houses of idolaters and they're just doing fine, Amiri says, Base Geyim Yisach Hashem. God will pluck up the house of the proud. Bechorbonim, if he sees. Houses of idolaters destroyed. Amen. He says, Kel Nekomis Hashem, Kel Nekomis Hefiyah. 
A, a God of vengeance is Hashem, a God of retribution. Reveal yourself. If he sees the graves of idolaters, he makes the same statement as before. The verse from Jeremiah, 20, if somebody enters into a bathhouse, which back then was very hot and could entail some danger, he says, May it be your will, God, O God, my God, take me into this bathhouse in peace, let me come out in peace, and save me from this, from anything similar, lost of love in the future. When he comes out and he's in one piece, he says, I thank you, God, my God, you saved me from the fire and all the dangers of the bathhouse. 21. Somebody enters to let blood, bloodletting, which was done in that culture. Yudotzi says, that this business should be for me as a healing. Because you are a healer who heals for naught, a generous healer, you don't even charge. When he comes forth, he says, Baruch Hashem, the healer of the sick. Going back to the blessing of the sun, which happens every 28 years, if my memory serves me correctly, which there's no guarantee for lately, the last blessing for the sun was just before Pesach in the year 2011. That's what my memory says to me. So if I'm correct, you take 2011 and you add 28 years, which is, uh, I guess, 2039. All right? And then you add 28 years to that, and so on, and so on, and so forth, every 28 years. Chabbez ha'helech lomud gornei, if somebody goes to measure his silo, to see how much grain he has. It's going to count his money. Amen, he says, May it be your will, God of my God, who please send blessing in the work of my hands. I can use some blessing. I need a lot of grain. His when he started to process it, measure, Amen, he says, Blessed be he who sends blessing in this heap of grain. More that he measured, after he measures, he says, God, maybe you can make it a little more. This is considered a wasted prayer. It is what it is. Anybody who screams and cries out to Hashem for what already is, it's a wasted prayer. The classical example for that is somebody's walking down the street or driving down the street of his block. And he sees an ambulance sitting outside, either his house or the house before his house or the house after his house. He can't see. He's too far away. He says, God, please, that should not be my house. You know, it is what it is. Either it is or it isn't. It's too late for that prayer. You could say, God, whoever is there, should he should feel better. 23, somebody who enters the house of study, he says, May it be your will 
May it be the will before you, God, my God, that I should not stumble regarding the point of law. I should not say regarding something that's pure, I should not say it's impure. It should not be, I should not say with regard to something impure, that it's pure. Not something permissible that's forbidden. And I should not say upon something that's forbidden that it's permissible. I should not make mistakes in matters of law. And my colleagues should rejoice or laugh with me, Valyakoshlu. Chaverai ve'esmach bohem, and that my colleagues should not make any mistakes, and I should laugh at them. And this is a good prayer to say. I know that I uh, either say or think this prayer every time I sit down to teach, because we have to. I have to off, offer a prayer to Hashem. He should guide me not to make mistakes. We're all human beings, and we all make mistakes. Twenty-four. When one leaves the house of study, one says, And I'll read this in English. I thank you, God, our Lord. You have granted me a portion amongst those who sit in your house of study and have not granted me a portion amongst those who sit in the street corners. I rise early and they rise early. I rise early to the words of Torah. They rise early to fruitless matters. I labor and they labor. I labor for the words of Torah and receive a reward. They labor and do not receive a reward. I run and they run. I run to the life of the world to come. They run to the pit of destruction. I once heard a very interesting interpretation. I believe I heard this from Rabbi Avram Stuhlberger, Rosh Yeshiva of Valley Torah Center, here in the Valley in the Los Angeles area, where he was speaking about this prayer, which is a prayer that we actually say when we conclude a tractate of Talmud. And he asked the question, why do we say, thank you, God, that you didn't give us our portion like those who hang out street corners. They run and I run. I wake up and they wake up. They wake up for, for, for folly and I wake up to learn Torah. Why mention street corner hangers outers when we're speaking about good things? Why mention negativity? Why don't you just talk about the positive? Why do you have to compare yourself to the bad guys? And he explained very beautifully that that's, we're not putting down the bad guys. What we're saying is that look at the energy that the guys who hang out in the corners invest. They wake up early, they're energetic, they're inspired, they're excited to hang out, to do nothing. How inspired we should be. and We should wake up to study your words of Torah. If somebody enters into a big city, to a city, to a metropolis, he says, I pray to you, I should enter this city in peace. Peace, brother. And if he enters in peace, thank you, God, for allowing me, have allowing me to enter in peace. You know, back then, you have to go through the city, the uh, inspectors, the customs, the immigration, all kinds of stuff. When he wants to leave, he says, You should bring me forth from this city in peace. And if he left in peace, 
Amen. He says, I thank you, God. You took me out of the city. in peace. Just as you took me out in peace. So also you should lead me in peace. And sustain me in peace. Support me in peace. And save me. Support me with peace. And save me. From any enemies lurking, foes on the way. Travel is dangerous. I recently uh, entered the United States, coming into the United States in the Los Angeles airport from Israel. And I stood on line for over an hour because the government workers are few and far between. And I had over an hour to pray that everything should go well and they should allow me to enter in peace. I could pray and meditate and contemplate and the line was moving like a snake. Probably so I can concentrate on this prayer. 26. Chloe showed over the bottom line is love. A person should always cry out to Hashem in prayer for the future. Request compassion. You should give thanks for the past. You pray for the future. You thank for the past. He should thank Hashem and praise Hashem as much as his energy permits him. Two. And the more one increases his giving of thanks to Hashem and trains himself to constantly praise Hashem. That's why we always have to say Baruch Hashem. Thank God. This is praiseworthy end of chapter 10 with 26 paragraphs.